Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. Anytime you're in Huntsville, we hope you'll come be part of our worship. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. We hope you'll enjoy this lesson brought to us by Glenn Colley. Our scripture reading tonight will be taken from Jonah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Be reading from the New King James. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee from to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. The mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord and the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. The problem is that that when we have VBS like this, and we have four different rooms teaching four different, in this case, characters of the Bible, it makes me want to preach about each one. And I only had two sermons today. We could stay longer, but... What I want to do is spend about 10 minutes. I'm not going to preach very long. We've got lots to do tonight. But I want to talk about Jonah. The beauty of the book of Jonah is something which I think is characteristic of much of the Bible. And that is that you can approach things simply and tell them to your children. The book of Jonah certainly lends itself to that. Why? How many, you reckon, living rooms have had chairs back-to-back and quilts and Daddy teaching the children about Jonah, and there's a great fish now in the middle of the room, and and you let the children take turns being Jonah, and you throw them in the mouth of that that large fish, and you can teach them, you can teach them. This is simple enough to do that, and yet there's some very profound and more challenging concepts here. Take three. The first rapidly. The first one is that some people believe that Jonah died inside of that fish. And their argument would come from Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, where the Bible says that like Jonah was in the three nights in the belly of that great fish, the Son of Man shall be three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. And so since there, that's an analogy there about Jesus died and maybe Jonah died too, but I don't believe that. I don't think that's right. Why? The more traditional view is, is that Jonah was alive and To substantiate that, you have chapter 2 of Jonah in verse 1 where the Bible says that's why while he was in this great fish that Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And the the prayer 
is a give and take between Jonah and God, and it's rather involved. It's, uh, you had some time in there. The, sec- the second thing is this. Why, why was it that Jonah didn't want to go to Tarshish? I mean, didn't want to go to Nineveh. Instead, he took this ship to Tarshish. Why, why, would, why, was, why was that true? Why would he do such a thing? And, and it may be that, so maybe because he was bigoted, maybe he was prejudiced toward the Gentiles. He just hated them so much that he, he was mad, and so he was willing to just run away from God in order to ensure that, that they would be lost. The command from God was, you go to Nineveh and you preach to them that they repent. In 40 days, if they don't repent, I'm going to destroy them. And Jonah's response to that was to leave. His response was, I'm not going to do that. And he just turns around and heads to Tarshish. Incidentally, on the ship that was operated by Gentiles. Why? Why? Why wasn't he interested in Nineveh repenting? Wouldn't that be a good thing? And incidentally, when he eventually did go to Nineveh to preach to them, they did repent. And God relented from his statement that he would destroy them. He, he backed off of that because of their repentance. And perhaps this is it. Israel, Israel knew from prophecy that the Ninevites, incidentally, did I mention to you that Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria? And the Israelites knew that the Assyrians were the ones who ultimately were going to overtake Israel. They would go into Assyrian captivity. That had been told. That was prophesied just like it had already happened. They knew. Take, take some verses, for example. I'm going to start in Jonah chapter 4 and uh, verse, verse 2. This is after the fact, after Jonah has gone and preached. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you're a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. How do you like that? I ran because I knew that, that they would probably repent, and if they repented, you wouldn't destroy them, and that's why I left. I didn't want you to forgive them. Hold on now. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 17. The Lord will bring the king of Assyria upon you and your people and your father's house. Days that have not come since that day, Ephraim departed from Judah. Here's Hosea chapter 9 and verse 3. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt and shall eat unclean things in Assyria. Here's chapter 11 of Hosea verse 5. He shall not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrian shall be his king, because they refuse to repent, and the sword shall slash in his cities, devour his districts, and consume them because of their own counsels. You get it? And, and the idea very well may be right, that, that what Jonah was doing was to run away knowing that it, the Assyrians would ultimately take over his people, and that Jonah was willing to sacrifice himself. Maybe you would use the word patriot. He would sacrifice himself in order to preserve the Israelite nation. Here's a quote from Sidlow Baxter that I think is interesting. Joseph, uh, Jonah rather, must now make the most costly choice of his life. He must choose between suffering the divine vengeance upon himself for awful disobedience, I say, and thus save Israel, or else he must go to Nineveh. 
and possibly cause the salvation of Nineveh, which would result in Israel's ruin. Now just let that simmer. Think about that. I can't preach to them because it means my own people are going to be ultimately destroyed by these Ninevites, these Assyrian people. I've got to run. There was a day when Moses said, if you'll forgive their sins, but if not, just blot my name out of your book. And you remember God's response to that was, now Moses, I keep the books. You leave that up to me. I'll handle that. Now here's the third observation that I want just just to ponder tonight, because Jonah is one of our, our characters for this VBS. It's the second chance. Chapter 3, verse 1. So you could, you could have begun the book of Jonah with chapter 3 and verse 1. I mean, the Holy Spirit could have done that and just forget the whole thing about the fish and all of that. Just leave that in silence and start here. Now God gave Jonah this chance to do this. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, and it's almost verbatim, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. If, if this idea about Jonah is true, and that what he was doing was trying to preserve his native people, the Israelites, from Assyrian captivity and destruction, if that's what he was about, then he would be like Moses in another way, which is that Moses was not crushed by God because he said what he said. If, if you'll forgive their sin, but if not, right, just blot my name out of your book. God didn't crush him. Could have. Seems awfully smart aleck to me. But God didn't crush him. He gave him another chance. God had sympathy on the heart of a leader who cared that much for his people. Perhaps that's the reason why Jonah was given this second chance. That his objective in running away from God wasn't that he didn't love God. And it wasn't that, I mean, it's disobedience, plain and simple. There's no doubt about that. But it wasn't met with anger. It was met with patience. The God of a second chance is so very important to all of us. For all of us in this room of any appreciable age, we must be grateful for the fact that our God gives second chances. For without that, none of us would have any hope. God gives second chances. I mean, so long as we live and draw breath, and the benefit of the second chance is more than one. Take this next slide. If I'm alive, failure is not final. It's not yet final. So long as I've got my mind and my, I got breath in my lungs, I can repent of my sin and I can come back to him and he'll take me back. He's the God of second chances. You could also say in a takeaway that the benefit of his being a God of second chances is that while my sin and the guilt and the pain of the memory leaves a scar, those scars can be beneficial too because sometimes Sometimes I'll talk to somebody who's gotten into some egregious sin and come out of it. And, and uh, I don't want them to go back there. They cannot go back, but they're going to be tempted. The devil's not put through with them yet. And I'll say, I want you to sit down and write yourself a letter and explain how you feel at this very moment, how awful this is. What you've been through is terrible. Write yourself a letter and then put it in a private place. And when you're tempted to come back to this sin, I want you to hurry up and grab that letter and read it again so you can remember how awful it is. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. 
there's scars. And sometimes, though, those scars will help me not get back into that again. I can remember how bad that was. The result was no good. But those scars also help me, too, because I can help other people who I discover have similar scars. And I can talk to them in their language. And perhaps together we can we can help one another go to heaven. There's lots in the Bible. It's, it, is, it is simple enough for children. It's profound enough for adults. And you can live your whole life studying it. And you'll never get to the bottom. It's wonderful. Tonight, one of our rooms is going to be studying about Jonah. Are you thankful for the fact that your God is a God of second chances? Is it time for your second chance? Would you like to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ? He wants you. And you can come to him and he'll treat you in a forgiven way. He will view you as he did before you got yourself into sin. You can repent of your sins. Turn away from them. Change your mind about that. I want to be a Christian. I want to follow him. Confess the name of Jesus, that you believe Jesus is God's son. And you can be immersed in water. The Bible says it's for the forgiveness of sins. We'll be happy to help you. Maybe, maybe tonight you need the prayers of Christians. Need a second chance. I need a second chance. Now would be a great time. If you're, if you're interested in that invitation, come now as we stand and sing. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word, brought to us by Glenn Colley. If you have comments or questions, Glenn can be reached by email at colley at westhuntsville.org.